All right, welcome back to another episode of Shifting Schools Off the Cuff. I'm excited that Trisha and I were able to carve out some time again to sit down and have a conversation. Uh, again, off the cuff is basically us. We've got maybe, I don't know, some guiding questions or something we want to talk about, but really it is just the two of us having a conversation and clicking the record button. So Trisha, how are you doing today? I am doing well, my friend. Um, yeah, and it's it's interesting because those of you who might follow us on social media, and again, our links to our social media profiles will be over there in the show notes. Um, sometimes we're having folks send us messages or responding to things that we're sharing. And today's episode actually is a result of something that somebody messaged to me, knowing that Shifting Schools does currently have a paid offering on generative AI and equity. Uh, somebody reached out and said, hey, you know, I'm seeing loads of different PD offerings out there about chat GPT, AI, not a lot about the equity piece. So I'm really interested to learn more about that. And that kind of triggered us to realize, you know what, we've got that paid offering we probably need another free guide because, again, we do want to support folks um, as best we can. So we do have a brand new free guide. You can find it over there in the show notes. It is entitled Kickstart a Critical Conversation About Generative AI and Equity. Um, we'll talk a little bit about some of the resources that are there and why the conversation is so necessary. And it's great timing because Jeff just recently you did just that. You kickstarted this conversation with a group of school leaders. So tell listeners a little bit about how you set up that conversation uh, for school leaders and maybe tell us a bit about their reaction. Yeah. So uh, we've been doing more and more trainings around this. Uh, it's been great to be back in person uh, traveling around and uh, had a group of administrators from across 11 or 12 different districts join me for a day. And uh, we spent a couple hours kind of talking about generative AI and ChatGPT specifically, playing with it, and then looking at the equity lens. And I think for every uh, administrator there, the equity piece was just a really fascinating conversation. I know it was the best hour, just over an hour that I that we spent together from from my standpoint. Uh, and the best part is, is what we were able to do and what we have done is because Trisha, you did such an incredible job of making that pathway on the intersection between generative AI and equity is being able to just pull pieces of it out, change the structure of a little bit, and then having those conversations uh, in person. The thing that I love about it is that we still use the same framework and the framework that Trisha came up with for the equity and generative AI is called the talk framework. And it asks us to look at four real, like four questions. So the T is tech isn't neutral. And I think understanding that and having a great conversation around our tech isn't neutral. When we're talking about things like chat GPT, we have to understand that it is pre-trained. That's what the P stands for. It's pre-trained on data. And all of these new AIs are pre-trained on some data. Well, we know, we know that that data is biased. The internet is biased. There's so much research out there to show it. So you're trying to make something unbiased that's trained on biased research. And I think they're doing a pretty good job, but it's still bias. And how do you dig into that? And how do you understand that? And I think this is something, especially with students, we've been trying to get students through our digital and media literacy lessons to understand you can't just trust everything the internet is that's on the internet, right? And we all struggle with that from time to time. And really, we have to ask our, that same question 
uh, to ourselves when we're talking about these AI uh, AI chatbots and all the other AI stuff that's coming out. Uh, the A stands for ask what, what it assumes. The L stands for learn about priorities. And the K stands for keys, as in who has the keys to the learning or keys to the knowledge. So the one that I wanted to talk about that I think was really impactful uh, as that we did uh, with the leadership group is we asked them, I, as I was leading the session, I asked them to uh, head over to ChatGPT and prompt ChatGPT to answer the question, what are the five most important leadership books for a school principal to have read? And so we had about 30 people in the room. Uh, all 30 people put in that same chat response and it basically was the same list. Uh, the list came back there were a couple difference. Uh, they were uh, ordered differently. There were a couple, I'm going to guess out of the five, we might've had a total of, I'm going to maybe say 12 books, but here was the really interesting part. All of the books were written by white authors and all of them except one was written by white males. And so it really allowed us to go in back into the framework and we started to ask ourselves, well, what did it assume? right? What are the assumptions? What it, why, why is the tech not neutral? We then from there allowed the school leaders to kind of really start digging into this. I mean, as soon as that is kind of in your, in your face, the bias that comes out, it was great then to go in and say, well, and so we had a couple teachers or sorry, a couple principals that then asked ChatGPT, what are the five most important leadership books for a female school principal? And all five books came back with female white authors which isn't the right list either. And so it was just this really great conversation uh, that they started digging into around the framework about, okay, so what is it telling me and why well, this isn't the right list and, and that's not the right list. So what is the right list? And the answer is we don't really know what the right list is because everything is so jumbled up and, and that's not what chat GPT's job, right? And so understanding where the limitations are in the technology, understanding where the bias is, is in it and what are the answers you're giving you back. And so we played with a couple other prompts that came up, but that was probably the biggest one that was the eye opener that really started some great conversations around equity and generative AI. And what are those conversations we need to be having in our schools with school leadership and with us as teachers? And how do we also bring those conversations to students? Because to me, the power of really using this stuff is understanding what the limitations are so that you know what you can and can't do with it. Otherwise, we're just, we're right back where we started and using a biased system based on a biased internet and, and we're not getting to, to a sense of equity at all. So Trisha, I have to, again, uh, just all of all the prompts go to Trisha on this one. Uh, she created such a great pathway over there. Uh, you can get the whole thing and Trisha does such a great job if you want the pathway. If you want Trisha or myself to come in and do some stuff in person, know that that, uh, is available to you as well, but just some great conversations of looking through technology through an equity lens. So, well, Jeff, first of all, thank you. That's very kind. Um, but I'm I'm really hoping that as more and more schools are having these conversations, that we almost see like this renaissance of information literacy because. At the surface, a resource like ChatGPT it looks just so sleek. It's so quick, yeah. right? And I think right. we have to be careful to not confuse productivity with um, relevant answers, right? Yeah. Uh, just because something is super, super fast does not necessarily mean that it's right. And 
Again, you know, I have found uh, in conversation with folks when you first log into ChatGPT, it does have right there what its limitations are, right? And it does specifically mention that there might be bias. But what I find fascinating is how many times have students or people using it actually paused and and just read that. So yeah. we really want to do a better job of just shining a spotlight on that. Um, so when you download our free guide, Kickstart a Critical Conversation about Generative AI and Equity, it's going to point you to a few conversation starters. And we also wanted to do this because a number of people were reaching out and saying things like, okay, I have to understand what an algorithm is. That sounds really highly technical. Yeah. So we've got a few resources there just to help build that that confidence so that if you're having this conversation with students, you feel, uh, again, just much more confident in having it. And one of the resources is um, there's a great video series from the UCLA Institute for Technology, Law, and Policy. The specific video that's in the guide is AI and Bias When Algorithms Don't Work. And it, it, this video series will take you through. It's going to explain exactly what an algorithm is. And it reminds us that every search engine that's out there it works on algorithms. And there's something called crawlers that are always looking for you know, stuff that's been published online that's got information related to whatever you're looking for. And another algorithm comes on board and ranks the sites. Now, of course, if you know SEO, search engine optimi- uh, ways to optimize uh, what you're putting together, you can try to cheat the algorithm, right? So when you go to Google and you search something, how many folks go to the second or third or fourth page, right? Uh, there's research out there that very, very few people ever go beyond that first page, but that's dangerous because right. there's an algorithm that's trying to tell you this is the best resource and we have to get students regularly questioning, why does it think this is the most relevant resource for me? And if I never look beyond those top recommendations, what might I buy, I, what might I be missing out on? Um, we also wanted to point folks to some really, um, I, I think, some really great research. So uh, PNAS is the Proceedings of National Academy of Sciences of the U.S. This is one of the world's most cited journals. And just last year in 2020, they did this really interesting report. Uh, re- uh, listeners, you know, the The report will be over there in the show notes, but the snapshot version of it is that basically they wanted to see Google image search. To what extent is that algorithm biased? And if it is biased, what does that actually mean? So they set out to look at if I am in a country with high inequity and I head over to Google image and I type in person, Mm. what comes up? Countries with higher rates of gender inequality overwhelmingly when they search person, seeing primarily men. Wow. So what does that mean for hiring, right? And I, you know, it's a really interesting test. Go to your Google image search, type in leader, type in doctor, type in, you know, all different types of jobs, see what comes up. But that that result is not the same depending on where in the world you are. So the study is really looking at how when a country with high inequity has that issue, it's going to work like an engine to keep 
pumping that gender inequity again and again and again. One of the other resources that we will share in the show notes uh, that's in that free guide is a 2019 study that was looking at how Facebook's algorithm was also pumping different job opportunities specifically to men, specifically to women, and was noticing what's the difference here. So again, this is, I think, for either of those uh, pieces of research, come on back to our talk framework and be looking at what's this algorithm doing? You know, Jeff, you mentioned that first T, tech isn't neutral. Technology is created by humans. We're not neutral, right? And I think we need to keep having that conversation with our students because it's easy to forget. Uh, You know, sometimes I think the word algorithm, it sounds like it's just created. It's just there. No, algorithms are designed by human beings. Well, and I, I think there's, you know, the talk framework that you created is so critical for all of these conversations. And I think you can take everything that you just talked about, right? That we have the data that shows this. You can then apply this into our media literacy lessons. I think very, you know, very streamlined in our classrooms by doing the same thing with having kids. I mean, I know I don't know very many high school kids that don't have an Instagram account and Instagram is feeding them ads. Instagram is owned by Facebook, right? And what would it be to have your students say, Hey, bring your cell phones to class, open up your Instagram and everybody chat. Like, let's just scroll through and write down. What ads did you see? What were they selling you? Was it a product? Was it clothing? Uh, Was it a website? Uh, and be able to, even as a class, to be able to like, as a as a male, what am I seeing versus you as a female? What assumptions is it making about me, which is the A, right? What's it assuming about me that it's assuming about you? And why am I seeing things and you're seeing different things? I mean, what great conversations to talk about our tech isn't neutral. And those things are putting you in your silo that I don't think a lot of students even realize that's what's happening. We're so used to just quote unquote scrolling through the ads, even though that over time they are there in front of you. And you know, there's a reason why they're paying the money to, even if you scroll past them, uh, you, you are seeing them. Uh, I, it's just such a critical conversation to be having with students right now around media literacy, uh, and, and understand that all of this, all of this has inequity and bias in it. And we have to be as users of the technology. It is critical that we understand what that is and where that's coming from and how do we get around it? You know, one of the things I love to teach with our search, uh, search lessons that we do, and it's over there again, a free guide, uh, in our show notes is how to, how to break some of those algorithms in Google. A couple, you have a couple key keystrokes and you can break some of these algorithms that get you different information, but you need to know how to use it, right? You need to know those digital literacy skills so you can get out of the bubble, break the algorithm so that you get some of that stuff that might be better information that is on page two and three, literally in front of you. But if you don't know how to do that, you're stuck in these algorithms and you're being, you know, siloed. Uh, inside your own your own little bubble. So, and here's the uh, thing, Jeff. You know, we've already seen in such a short period of time, ChatGPT just the boom. The you know to the extent that more and more folks are talking about it, are using it, and AI is not going away. We're going to see it showing up in more and more and more and more places. Um, one of the other resources in the free guide is an episode to another podcast, a tech podcast that I love. It's Slate. TBD, and they talk about how dating apps 
also rely, of course, on algorithms. And they look at how ChatGPT eventually is probably going to be integrated into those platforms. So the reporter talks through how she used ChatGPT to create a dating profile. And, um, you know, as many folks have done, you put something, you you prompt chat GPT to write something, and then you ask it to rewrite it in the style of. And she was noticing that she was asking chat GPT to rewrite it in the style of different authors, mm. but the results weren't super accurate. So what she did is she prompted chat GPT, tell me which authors you can write in the style of. What did she notice? Overwhelmingly, that list dead white men. So ChatGPT's capacity to write in the style of, there's bias there too. So again, that episode is great. Um, and I think we just need to con- continue to be really critical and thinking about what and how this is working and why that is. Um, so we're hoping that that free guide is useful to folks because the thing is, this is online technology that has real world implications. AI is used in hiring practices. You know, find out actually if you're at a really large school, is AI used in any way, shape, or form when when you're doing some hiring? Um, you know, I, I would say if you use any resource from the free guide, if you just have time for one, check out the it's called the Survival of the Best Fit game. It's a free online game that shows you how bias in hiring practices happens. It's a great one, I think, to share with high school students as well. It'll take you maybe 10 to 15 minutes tops. Um, But again, I think what we're talking about, Jeff, isn't just, oh no, my essay might come out with some bias, or I might not get the most relevant best list of leadership books. We're talking about issues that have high impact at a societal level. So these conversations are just so important. Yeah. And to be, you know, and just so everybody knows, we're I know we're 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 taking chat GPT and AI through its uh through its paces here because we need to, but you also need to know that Trish and I are in love with chat GPT and all these AI tools. Like we use them constantly, uh what they've done for me personally and professionally already, and some of the content that I've been able to create with them. These are incredible tools that are not going anywhere. And that's the reason why we have to have these critical conversations about them. They're not going anywhere, they're only going to get better. And our job is to just make sure we understand how they're working. What are their limitations? When we ask them to write in the style of what can I actually do? And what do I need to understand that I'm going to get as a result? Uh, And then I get to decide, am I okay with that? Or am I not okay with that? And I think that's it, right? Like I then have to make that determination based on the information I have. Okay, where does that fall? And I think that's that's where this, this episode and where we want to be having these critical conversations and giving educators some structure to have these talks. And that's, again, why I love this talk framework and this new free guide that Trisha, because she just can't help herself, has constantly creating new free guides. And, you know, people are also asking for them. And so we're out, uh, make sure over on Twitter, because you know, she spends too much time there. <laughs> say thank you to Trisha uh, uh, over there on Twitter as well for making these for us again. Well, so. you know, Jeff, I'm really glad though, that you, you've brought us around to that point because yeah, listeners, please don't Please don't confuse this episode with us saying, stop using chat GPT, stop using anything that relies on AI, because uh, the reality is 
These are going to be really, really useful tools for students in whatever industry they're going forward with. And, you know, Jeff, you and I are both in huge agreement that schools that ban chat GPT, you're doing your students a serious disservice. And um, the the quote that I love to point folks towards, this is sometimes attributed to William Gibson, the sci-fi writer, but that's been uh, argued. So listeners, um, I'm, aw- I'm aware that this quote might not be William Gibson's, but the quote nonetheless goes, uh, the future is already here. It's just not been evenly distributed. And so I do think that students who aren't having uh, schools take them through these conversations and show them both the opportunities and the limitations, you're doing those students a serious disservice. Um, yeah, and we're back into an inequitable, yep. inequitable access to technology again. And that's one thing I've been talking. Here's a little rant. I've been talking about this a lot with educational leaders as we went through the pandemic where we found there were a lot of technology inequities in our schools. And it was thrown in our face in a lot of places here in the US and globally around who had access and who didn't. That was an inequitable thing that had happened in most, in a lot of our schools. And we've just gotten ourselves out of that. And here comes another technology. And if your school is blocking these, not having these conversations, we're going to create another inequitable status within schools that are. I mean, your students need to know how this stuff works because it is going to lead to jobs and it's going to lead to how work gets done in the future. We just also need to be having the conversations of these, there's amazing things you can do with these tools. And there's some things you need to know in the background of what they are. It's like, it's like everything we can, we all love to eat sugar, but you can only eat so much sugar before it becomes an issue, right? Like it's an, it's a known fact. Uh, and you just need to know that, you know, I have to decide if I'm going to have another amazing cupcake that my wife makes for me. What's that? <laughs> like, I have to make that decision for myself and I have to understand and have the data to know what's going on. And it's the same thing with our tech, right? Just know, know these things, have these conversations. And what I have found is when you have these conversations with kids, they are amazing conversations. This generation of students loves talking about this stuff. They love pushing back on this. Uh, and, and my hope is, is that by having conversations like this on the podcast, we can get to a place where we're really talking with students about some of these and allowing them to help guide us uh, in some of these conversations of the future, because it is, right? Our job is to prepare students for their future, not our past. And, and this is their future. Help us and help us guide you in what you need to know in order, in order to do this correctly. So uh, it, it is a, such an exciting time. I think to be in education again and, and just thinking about some of these disruptions that are coming uh, around with, with some of the new tools out there. So Trisha, thank you again for making the free guide uh, is such a, another great resource. Again, you can find that over at shiftingschools.com. There is a button at the top that says free guide. You can't miss it. There's over 70 of them over there. Um, we're going to have some announcements up of maybe some changes that are coming to that as well. Uh, but you can go over there and download any of those guides. This one will be right at the top once we get it over there. Before we leave today, though, we want to talk about our new podcast critical friend group that we are starting here uh, as we get into April. Trisha, do you want to talk more about opportunities to give us some feedback on the podcast? Yeah, we are big believers in the power of feedback. We want to model that. And 
we're not just asking for good feedback. We want the feedback that's going to drive perhaps some changes that you will hear in the podcast. So if you are planning on downloading the free guide that we refer to in this episode, or you've downloaded others and you've been maybe looking for a way um, to connect and, and help Jeff and I think about the future of shifting schools resources, this is an opportunity to do that. The Shifting Schools Critical Friends podcast community, we're hoping that this is going to be a small cohort of people who have, between now and the end of April, about three hours to listen to three to five of our past episodes and to give us some specific feedback. The entire thing is going to be done asynchronously, so you don't need to worry about time zones uh, or, again, live meetings. And we also want to say thank you for giving us three hours of your time. So folks who sign up, you will get a voucher for $250 US of credit, anything that you want over there in the Shifting Schools store. That's our way of saying thank you uh, for signing up for this. So again, you'll help us figure out how can we better meet the needs of listeners like you with this podcast. If you're interested in signing up, there is a form where you can indicate interest over there in the show notes. If for whatever reason that link isn't working, hopefully by now you know you can always reach out to us by emailing info at shiftingschools.com. Awesome. Thank you for that. We're looking uh, forward to having our critical friend group give us some feedback on the podcast. And like Trisha said, hopefully that leads to some changes here that makes this podcast even better. We're always looking to improve uh, whatever that whatever that looks like. So thank you so much. Head all over there and get that new free guide. Kickstart a critical conversation about generative AI and equity. So thank you for joining us for another episode. Until next time, we'll see you on the network.